year ago, we went ahead and did a podcast on vegan investing, and you guys lost a lot of money following Mike's advice. False. So, so Mike is here to, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, reparations? To apologize? What are you here for now? You're framing this all wrong, and I'll tell you why. First of all, <laughs> a year ago, I... <laughs> I did You were not... a different person a year no, ago. No, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I explicitly stated that the market is overvalued. You should expect a correction. That correction came. I was right. <laughs> um, beyond that, uh, I also stated that, you know, when I invest in vegan companies, it's not because I think they're going to make me money today or tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's it's to own a piece of the future and to put my money where my mouth is. And so, yes, naturally, a lot of the companies we did talk about are in the tank. And so is, uh, the whole broader stock market is kind of in the tank lately. Well, Mike, uh, Mike, it, I haven't made any announcement yet. Well, okay, we're going to talk about vegan investing, uh, but before we do so, I will remind everyone we are not investment advisors. Nothing we're going to talk about is should be constituted as advice. It's for educational purposes only, and we're just having a discussion on things that, uh, you know, like we invest in ourselves, or at least I do. I think you do. You have some Beyond Meat stock. What was the announcement? It's Mike's Vegan Investment Corner. Wee! Brought to you by Vegan Hacks. <laughs> okay, so... Um, That's what I needed to say. Okay, go ahead. Mike Keller has the floor. You have the floor now, Mike Keller. Okay, Defend so, yourself. Uh, th there's nothing to defend, because exactly what I said would happen, happened. <laughs> I, I, I'm not telling you how to make money. I, if I knew, I'd have made money. <laughs> Mike Keller, why don't you tell us how to lose money? <laughs> sure, but buy these stocks. No, um, listen... <laughs> Uh, so at the time when we, all these stocks were discussed and we'll review them a little, um, wait, wait, Mike, before you go start, do yeah. you have any vegan NFTs to sell us? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are there I any NFT cryptos that we need to jump on? Yeah. There's a veg coin, <laughs> bro. It's totally cool. Blockchain based veg coin. Um, anyway, someone's going to create veg coin and make like a zillion dollars and screw over all the investors. Um, as I was saying. Okay, we're talking about real investment. You were saying something about there was actually a vegan um, conglomerate, right? A, a, a I'm getting there. Go I'm ahead, go ahead. getting there. Okay, you have the floor. Okay, so I'm going to stop bothering a, you now. It's kind of a scary time in the stock market because, you know, it had been artificially pumped up by all this, like, stimulus money and and printing from the Federal Reserve. The money supply was, you know, people were, were, were throwing in their, um, you know, COVID stimulus checks into speculative companies with no earnings and valuations were crazy. And I, I said this at the time. Uh, and so it has been, there has been a bit of a correction <laughs> lately. And so you could either look at this as uh, scary because maybe there will be more of a correction or maybe it's a buying opportunity. And I, I don't honestly know the answer. And that's why, as I said before, like a good thing to do is if you believe in a company, a good thing to do is to dollar cost average into it, meaning uh, don't spend all the money you intend to invest, but rather like over time, little by little, so that if it continues going down, you can average down your holding at a lower price. Or if it starts going up, um, you know, at least you got part of it at a, at the bottom, you know. Um, so, 
one of the problems with a lot of these vegan companies is that they don't have positive earnings. It's all kind of speculative. So it's really hard to determine like what they're really worth. It's just worth what people are willing to pay for them at the moment. Um, that said, there are metrics, you know, sales, price to sales ratio or something like that. But um, what do I want to say? If you do believe that veganism is like a growing lifestyle, which I do, unfortunately, like not fast enough, uh, you know, it's good to have some broad exposure to these companies for the long term, not for, you know, today, tomorrow, but for decades from now. And so I personally, you know, I'm like gradually building positions in them. Um, So in the past, we talked about Beyond Meat. Uh, We talked about the Very Good Food Company, uh, which is another of these fake plant meat, sorry, fake, um, you know, plant meat. Synthetic meat. Synthetic meats, Else Nutrition, which was baby food. Um, Since then, uh, you know, there have been a, there's been a huge proliferation of like startups and like penny stocks of plant-based companies, um, on the big company front, Oatly, uh, IPO'd and, uh, has since tanked, uh, you know, I know Jason has some issues with Oatly and I, I do too. Uh, but you, I'm waiting for publicly... the Just Egg IPO. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just Egg. See, interestingly, Just Egg is a, Just Egg is their forward facing brand that everyone has but they're also a company that um is working on lab meat but and i don't think you can you know it's not publicly traded but i think there are some like private equity type funds you can buy to have some exposure to just egg um but since then in addition to all these uh you know proliferation of small plant-based companies there's a couple things that are interesting that have happened since then uh one i think there's the first publicly traded uh lab grown meat company because most of that stuff is so early stage that it's all like angel investors and like institutions and stuff but now there's this israeli company called meat tech it's uh, ticker symbol is m-i-t-c and uh, i i bought a small position in this um they're actually working on 3D printing cells to make, like, steaks. So it's actual animal... So I don't know if you consider this vegan or not, but as far as I know, cows aren't being slaughtered or tortured or killed. They're using, you know, biological cultured cells and trying to 3D print them into the form of a steak. And, like, personally, I think it's... Like, I wouldn't really want to eat it. I think it's, like, gross to eat, like, animal cells, animal flesh of any kind. But... What's good about this is, you know, there's some hardliners who will just never give up meat. So, and they probably would be averse to this too. But if somehow you normalize this and they got to have that like taste sensation of real animal flesh, that could save a cow. So, Mike, know. so Mike, do you have steak in the company? Yeah, I did. That's a good one. Yeah, I technically <laughs> I did a very small steak in the steak company. Why do you vegans try to replicate uh, animal products? What's wrong with you? <laughs> For the sake of n- <laughs> avoiding suffering, it's such a like a silly question. It's <sighs> you know I Dude, don't know why people I, ask that. I've been getting that question like fifty times over. Can't it's, they just uh, change their the trolls change their subject? It's like a, they think they're a gotcha I, or something. You know, it's it's just silly how it's like. We have our talking points, they have their talking points, and we just, like, throw them at each other, and nothing, like, gets through. 
Um, so but, you have anyway, steak and synthetic yes, steak. Meat, meat okay, tech has about a hundred million dollar market cap, which on one hand you say that's like a scary valuation for a company that I'm guessing doesn't make much money because you don't see a lot of printed meat on the shelves at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's scary. But when you think about it, if this were to take off, and I don't know if meat tech, if this idea of you know printed flesh were to take off, I, I don't know if meat tech would be the winner that like get captures the market share. But imagine how huge of a market that would be. Like uh, if you know if this company even made ten million dollars a year in earnings, positive earnings, that would result in a much more than a hundred million dollar market valuation because i would you know as a tech high technology company it would trade at more than a 10 times earnings valuation so it's a it's a lottery ticket i you know i wouldn't um bet the farm on it but i just again i'm buying these things not because i there are more profitable places to put your money i'm buying these things just because like i want to be involved i want to show my support for for Anything where like we're trying to make the world a slightly better place, you know, not just the suffering of the cows, but also the environmental impact of the cows is uh, immense. Um, and so it's just kind of an interesting little tiny lottery ticket to buy. Uh, the other thing that I'm really excited about, I don't know, really excited, but I, I was bemoaning last time the lack of of an ETF, an exchange traded fund, because I, I don't have the bandwidth to research a hundred little uh, startups. I don't have the bandwidth and I don't have the like the knowledge to really um, apply a model and and find a fair valuation for a company, especially a company that's like speculative technology for the future and doesn't have earnings. So I can't apply like a regular like price to earnings ratio. Mike, I, Mike, it, can you explain what, what an ETF is? Oh, yeah, I'm about to. Uh, ETF is an exchange-traded fund, and it's basically a way of buying a one-ticker symbol. Yeah, thanks for asking, because I I don't know how long I would have gotten before I got into that point. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, Exchange-traded fund, it's like buying um, an entire index or an entire sector with one ticker symbol, and so you're basically buying a company that holds stock in other companies. So, like, the most famous and first ETF is... SPY, and that's just a one way of easily buying the S&P 500 index without individually buying 500 stocks, um, which is just totally untenable. And so, you know, they, you pay them a management fee that they take every year. It's, um, you know, in, in from the S&P one, it's like a, fr- a tiny fraction of a cent, like a tenth of 1%. In the case of something more specialized like this, I believe it's like 0.75 of 1%. Um, but I, anyway, I think that's a very small price to pay to not have to deal with a zillion different tickers and rebalancing the portfolio and researching the companies and deciding what to do. So um, this new ETF, it's actually only released a couple months ago, and there are some caveats. Is called, um, it, the ticker is EATV, and it's Advisors Series Trust VegTech Plant-Based Innovation and Climate ETF. Last time I mentioned there was a vegan, quote-unquote, vegan ETF, which had, like, very few actual vegan food companies. It was just, like, a bunch of companies that aren't explicitly not vegan. So it was, like, a bunch of tech companies that had nothing to do with food and very little to do with veganism. Um, This one is a pure play on vegan food. So, but let me give you the caveat. It's a small ETF now and relatively unproven, and it's relatively new. And it's currently only has 3.6 million 
in holdings, which for an ETF, you know, like the SPY ETFs in the billions, it's like, this is scary small. Are they, you know, can, can we trust them to be solvent? I don't, you know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I made a small investment in this just because I wanted to, like, not have to deal with all these little individual stocks. I wanted to just buy one thing and forget about it. And so, and then, you know, if it drops, I can buy a little more. And as long as, you know, the, the holding company is solvent, which, I, you know, I cannot guarantee that it is. But, um, you know, it allows me to invest in the whole sector in one big um, swoop. Uh, so, you know, let me look at some of their holdings. Are you know, it has the, the big ones. It has Beyond Meat. It has Oatly. Like almost 5% of the thing is Beyond Meat. Um, it has some, you, you know, 5% is also Oatly. Um, it has some of these like ingredients. It has Ginkgo Bioworks. It, I don't know why it has Anheuser-Busch, but it's not Coors. Um, it has some car well, companies Coors, too. Coors um, beer isn't even vegan. Yeah, there you go. But I guess presumably Anheuser-Busch must be. Um, it has um, a couple car. It has Tesla and Fisker. But I think I can see why Tesla makes sense because Tesla has made a commitment to not have leather in their seats. And like presumably it's better for the environment or something like that. Um, so it's it has the very, you know, a bunch of these little stocks that I talked about last time. I'll, I'll probably sell off at some point and just um, focus on this thing. For myself, again, uh, when I'm talking, I'm talking about for my own portfolio. None of this is a recommendation. I have no expectation of turning a profit with any of this. I just want to have this exposure. This is like part of my, you know, this is like my collection. Um, so uh, you, you make your money on the weapons companies, and <laughs> my arms defense dealing. contracts, and yes. things like that. <laughs> Hey, I don't mind killing humans. <laughs> it's just the animals. No, uh, all that is a lie. I don't have a arms dealing. <laughs> but anyway, they have like you know the very good butcher. They have Burkhan Nutriscience, the ingredient company. They have all these little, little companies that are interesting. You know, but without having to like deal with these individual stocks. And I think this is actively managed, which means it's not just passively investing in an index like the S and P they have management picking and choosing the stocks. Um, so that's a kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, you're relying on other people. But I see that I don't think there is a pa the, uh, a passive index like the S&P when it comes to this segment, this, like, you know, vegan food revolution. So, um, yeah, between meat tech and this, these are the things I'm, for myself, I'm personally most excited about. How has that stock done? Um, well, I mean, I think it's probably in a downtrend for the moment, but that's because the whole, the last month or so has been very rough for the stock market because, you know, the Federal Reserve is, is threatening and hinting and not just threatening, promising that they're going to start raising interest rates. And that's brutal for technology companies because they're really capital intensive. All their debt, which, you know, they're, they're very heavy with debt because they're just starting off. They don't have positive earnings. All of that debt is going to be so much harder to service. So everybody's, you know, the market is kind of panicking now. And I, I don't know if the panic is over or not. Is, is um, that why you're wearing a barrel with suspenders? <laughs> Going off, Ni <laughs> off Niagara Falls. No, no. That's like kind of a, like, like poor, like kind of like a. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm wearing a rope belt. You don't have and clothes. I'm you just I'm wear barefoot. a barrel I lost, with I lost my I lost my shirt in all of this. Um, but, you know, again, uh, a down a down market is can be 
an opportunity. I just I, no one knows where the bottom is. So 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 your your options are you know either to step aside and wait until the trend reverses, or start like just inch you know dollar cost averaging in, dipping your toes, nibbling at it little by little, and building a position. And you know different people have different personalities, different risk tolerances, um, for that sort of thing. That's good. Questions, comments, concerns? Questions. I'm very concerned. <laughs> mm, you should be. You know, if you were a like rich, qualified investor, you could do all this like pre-IPO investing and things like like Just Egg. But um, they also have some vegan investing clubs. But again, this is you know this is potentially higher reward, but also higher risk um, because you have to trust the people running the club not to screw you over but it's like you know just a bunch of investors joining together and then people bring them startup ideas or whatever like you know and you so you you're buying into an llc like a private placement um and so you know you you either physically go to the meeting or they do it online and people come and they pitch and then they say like i'm starting a vegan food truck i'm starting a da 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 and you have the potential of buying in, buying equity in potentially smaller and earlier stage uh, companies or ventures, uh, which is even higher risk, but also potentially higher reward. I always find it interesting how, especially when it, in the plant-based community, how a lot of these companies really, really are focused on PR, yeah, and they push out a message. I mean, I, I definitely have taken a deep dive into what, let's say, like Just Egg has done. You you have to be because you're you're trying to change people's habits, and you're trying to like come out of nowhere and change, you know, get grab market share. You have to be like very PR heavy. Yeah, but they're also kind of working from the same script where they kind yeah. of have this main focal point uh, Elon Musk character that right, they try right. to celebrate or deify mm-hmm. in a certain respect. Here's our like genius. the brown guy. The yeah, browns. the brown guy. The impossible the and beyond. They're two browns. Who was the, the soil brown guy? And, I don't... Oh, I forgot his name. He kind of lost his mind, idea. didn't he? He had some issues. I don't want... I don't want to malign him. The Soylent guy. <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of the Soylent founder. But the, the, the Soylent guy had the same thing where it's... Yeah, know, cult that, of personality. That cult of personality, you know, they got a, a good focus. Well, no, I mean, you can't deny the success of Ethan Brown and beyond. No. I mean, getting the, the food it's, in McDonald's. It's and, stock price, yeah, it's funny. Like, even though they keep <laughs> they keep achieving things... The stock price is actually very close to the IPO price now, and it it at its height it was like five to five times more. It was like you know it's like close to fifty dollars a share now. At its height, it was like somewhere like two fifty. I don't remember the exact numbers, but that's the hype. You know, people are are so excited for this plant based future, but it's like incumbent on us and people like us to like you know consume these products <laughs> so that that plant based future. You know, so these things are all sustainable. Well, all these little test markets kind of fuel the hype. Yeah, they fuel the hype. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if you believe that more and more people are going to see the light and go vegan, uh, then this segment should grow. Also, but there's a lot of expectation that was already priced into it. And I don't know if, if that uh, premium has burned off yet or if there's still a little 
uh, you know, a little ways down to go. I, I don't know. See, again, I, I don't presume to know um, valuations. I'm just saying these are interesting companies. And for myself, I just make small investments just because it's I'm excited about it and I believe in it. Well, awesome. Well, it's good to do what you believe in and put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, right, yo. Mike Keller? Yeah, yo. So another episode of Vegan Hacks has bitten the dust. Mm-hmm.